Welcome back to the Aon Pensions podcast. This is the fourth in our series of DNI podcasts. Last we heard from Sarah and Shromi around DNI in recruiting trustees. Now I'm delighted to be joined by Andy and Anne, who are here to talk to us about some of the ways that we can reflect DNI in communication with members. Uh, great to have you on. Can you please introduce yourself, guys? Hi, Stuart. I'm Anne Oliver, and I'm a strategic communication consultant. So I help clients devise communication campaigns aimed at bringing around change and encouraging action among pension scheme members. Welcome, Anne. And hey, Andy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Stuart. I'm Andy Nichols. And as well as being a member of our governance team, I lead Aon's trustee training team. So I help trustees to gain the skills and knowledge they need to best support their members. So let's get straight into the good stuff. So Andy, if I can start with you, why is good member communication so important? People pay a significant sum of money into the pension scheme each year and pensions aren't straightforward. So it can be really hard to understand the value of what you're paying. The way we engage with members directly leads to the way that they engage with their pensions. When you work in pensions every day, like myself, you get used to the jargon. But for those not immersed in pensions, when they do come across it every once in a while, it can be really hard to understand. For example, if we look at the use of the word default, if you're a DC member, you might have heard terms like default investment fund or default retirement age. But for most people, default's a very scary word. It's negative, usually involves loss, and can even land you in court. So it's hardly surprising that members don't engage with the concept. And actually, it's a mechanism that's there to help members invest in a way that's likely to be helpful for them. Now, you could replace that with more neutral words like automatic or standard. But our preference is to go further. We frequently present investment options on the scale of do it for me, help me do it, or give me full control. It's easier language, draws the member in, and is immediately accessible. So in answer to your question, I guess pensions are complicated enough without members having poor communication to deal with too. And Anne, how do we make member communication more accessible for members? Well, it's really important that schemes develop a DNI communication strategy, and that needs to cover the issues specifically around accessibility for members. This should set out the strategy around physical, mental and digital accessibility. And of course, it's also about the language and the messaging we use so that we actively aim for inclusivity at all times. As an example of physical accessibility, uh, does your scheme offer communications in large print or braille? And how compatible are your communications with screen readers? The use of imagery that we include to make our documents more visually pleasing are not particularly compatible with a screen reader. So have you considered producing a pure text document designed to be used by those who are reading documents through a screen reader? The example Andy gave about language highlights the importance of considering what your members will understand. So consider the reading age or numeracy level of your membership. And consider also the time a member is likely to spend on pensions. Making it simple in bite-sized chunks will also make it more accessible. You can also consider the digital tools that you think would suit your members and mix it up a bit. How will you engage with those who work on a computer all day? And why not, during this time, when so many of us are working from home, send something physical to drop through their letterbox? This year, we've seen members respond far more quickly to a mailed communication than ever before, for example. 
And what about those who work on the factory floor, who may not have a computer at home, but are likely to have a smartphone? We shouldn't make assumptions about what people actually prefer. And Andy, how do you make all of our members feel included, regardless of the diverse characteristics? There's actually a number of ways to help our members feel included. For example, the choice of images in communication can help to illustrate diversity. We can use images of same-sex couples, different ethnicities and members of different ages to help ensure we engage all members of the communication. The use of pronouns or titles can be really important to some people too. So how you address them in communication should be considered. Is your administration system able to store your members' preferences? We can also look at the language you use in our communications to balance our use of more masculine or feminine words so we don't put off either gender in our style of writing. When you find ways to engage all of your membership, it really shows and makes a difference to them. And how do you go about measuring the success of your communications? Generally, you hope to engage more of your membership. We can measure member engagement in several different ways. For digital communications, we can see if a member has opened a newsletter, for example, and which pages they have viewed. So this helps when sending out follow-up reminders. We can see how long they've spent online and what they do when they're there. And of course, we can then measure how many log on to their secure site to view their benefits and to make a change. We can also dig deeper into engagement by segmenting the membership into different categories. We might want to engage younger members specifically so that we can look at the results for that category in more detail. And of course, we can simply ask people. Virtual focus groups using electronic polling are commonplace these days, and they allow us to probe into why members might act or not when they receive a communication. Well, that's been really interesting. So thanks, Anne and Andy, for joining us today and sharing that with us. Uh, to remind you, if you want to view any of the other previous podcasts, then you can drop into the show notes of this episode and we will put a link there for you. Next up, we'll be joining our final podcast in the series, which will have Linda Whitney and Susan Hoare to remind us of some of the key actions we can take to improve our DNI in our pension scheme. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.